All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Monday, October 11th edition of the MMA OB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host here on Monday afternoon, Big Marcel. Marcel, how's it going, man? How's everything with you? Yeah, all good, man. How are you doing? Uh, great to be back, uh, recapping, uh, reviewing some uh, UFC fights from last weekend. And I think it was a pretty fun card, so uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to start uh, talking about that, but uh first off i mean there is some breaking news just literally broke on twitter just mm-hmm. right when the when the podcast starts to get a dm from cole saying yo there's a story that you got to write but he's writing it because my shift's over at four o'clock jorge masvidal is fighting leon edwards guys that fight's apparently happening according to uh era at ufc 269 so the the uh report says that that fight will happen in december and then they're going to move brandon moreno figueredo to january um any have you heard anything about this marcel what, what can you tell us like publicly anything you've heard about this fight um, i i kind of hear the same about moreno and figueredo but i know it's not done yet of moving but i did hear the same okay. and also the adwords against masvidal it's still finalizing it's not 100 done and people always ask me like why didn't you post that yet it's like it's still finalizing i'm i'm really not comfortable with putting something out on twitter when it's still not 100 or at least for my feeling is done you know what i mean so yeah. that's but pretty much if everyone brad says it it's pretty much there you know what i mean no doubt um so it looks like that's going to be a done deal guys i mean it's not a surprise right like that's the fight that everyone's been talking about that those guys have been talking shit to each other for like almost three years since the three yeah. piece in a soda that was in march 2019 marcel that was a long time ago when that happened so these guys have not liked each other for a long time. Again, guys, this is breaking news. Just happened five minutes ago, right as we started recording the podcast. So pretty crazy. It's, uh, it was it was pre-COVID. That's pretty much how long. That's how long ago it was. It's like a different world back then. Yeah. I mean, we don't have odds for it yet. Uh, I don't think. Let me let me check if there are odds. If they open any future odds, I might. I'm have. pretty sure. I, no, I, I don't see anything. I think Edwards will be favored too. You know, I yeah. think based on that winning streak, uh, it's hard not to favor him. Maswell obviously has a puncher's chance. Has a flying knee chance to win this fight but you know you look at at Masvidal's take on defense um and Edwards is a good wrestler plus he's a good striker I, I think overall he should win the fight but again you know we don't have odds for it so we'll talk about that fight when it happens but it looks like it's gonna happen all right let's get into the card from uh last Saturday Marcel UFC Vegas 39 Dern versus Rodriguez which I remember when I wrote the opening odds article and I put Rodriguez versus Dern first and then I had to go check and, and I realized that the rankings were switched and I scratched my head wondering why because I like Mackenzie Dern. She's a really good fighter. She had no business being ranked number four. And I think Marina should have always been there. And I actually think Marina should have been ranked higher than Jan, Jan Yan too. I think Marina is an underrated fighter. You know, she's came in here number six in the division, goes in there and pretty much dominates number four in Mackenzie Dern outside the third of the uh, second round where Dern had a very, very strong round. And as someone who bet on Marina, I was, I was shitting bricks that round, Marcel. I'm like, oh man, this is so scary. But, you know, Marina got out of it. And again, she's never been submitted before. Very good submission defense and an amazing striker, as we saw in this fight, Marcel. Just, I, I had a feeling if the fight stood standing, she'd have a big advantage on the feet she did. I overall thought she looked great. I think it was a really good fight at one fight of the night. Uh, I was impressed by both women's toughness, their durability, the ability to go five rounds. But uh, Maria Rodriguez, man, I mean, what can you say? Like, this is three straight wins on Marcel. And she's probably one win away from getting a title shot, guys. I, I really do think that uh, she's great. I don't know if she will beat Rose or, or someone like that. But, you know, she matches up decently well against like Wheelie Zhang, I think. Um, I also think she matches up decently well against Joanna. So because these are other strikers, right? Like they're not grapplers really, Marcel. She's gotten through the grapplers now, except for Carla, who beat her by split decision in a very close fight. 
But I think she's proven she can hang with the grapplers. And now Marcel, she's going to be fighting the strikers, which is interesting. So I think Marina, you know, she's 34, guys, so she's not young. But she's in her prime right now. And I think that if she fights for the belt in the next year, she would have a decent chance of winning it. So give me your thoughts on Marina, Marcel, because I think she's a really good fighter. I agree, man. I, by the way, it wasn't my fight of the night pick. but hey, You, I, you I, know what? I, it wasn't for me either. And I was going to ask you, do you think it deserved it? Because I would have went with the four performance bonuses personally. I would have done that, or I would even give it to David Damon Jackson versus Charles Rose. I really like that fight. But the four performance bonuses would have been perfect. But I had the feeling the UFC uh, wanted to give all women the, the bonuses. It was a good fight anyways. It's not like it was a bad yeah. It was a good fight. No, so no, I, I don't no, have no. a problem with it, but I, I kind of think that Romanov and uh, Garcia should have got the bonuses. Anyways, talk about the fight. Yeah. So give me your thoughts on Marina, because, like again, I was very impressed. Yeah, man. Good fight, man, from Marina. I mean... Uh, she dominated the first round, she dominated the third round, the fourth round, only the last 30 seconds, not from the fourth round. I was, uh, I think uh, Mackenzie Dern went for uh, Omo Plata in the last 10 seconds, and uh, Rodriguez was laughing because she knew it was close of the end of the round, so she wasn't going to catch her. And the fifth round was, Rodriguez had also better cardio, man. I feel like uh, Dern, um, how do you say that? Um, after the second round, she couldn't get anything done anymore. She yeah. she, she didn't do bad, bad at all or something. Yeah. But yeah. Marina was just a step, beho- uh, step step before her every time, you know, in every round, uh, besides the second time. Um, she got her down in the second round. She did well there. And she got her down on the end of the fourth round. But all the other rounds kept standing. And Marina did perfect, you know. It, it was either that, man. We talked about it uh, last week. You said if she can keep it standing, Marina will win. And I agree with you on that. I went with Dern because I thought if she could get her to the ground, she could submit her as she couldn't she had a good chance on the second round she didn't do that um yeah overall great performance by marina and i hope she fights joanna next i think that's a perfect fight and uh but uh i, I don't think joanna wants to fight but uh, that's a perfect fight in my opinion yeah and you know one of the reasons i picked marina was because uh, i do look at the stats and one stat that really stood out for me was the 10 percent takedown accuracy for dern and believe it or not it's still 10 percent after this fight because she only went one for eight and it didn't really change it um Maybe it's 11%. Now I'm looking at it, it still says 10. So uh, the fact of the matter remains, Marcel, you know, I don't necessarily think that she needs to be improving her striking. That's Mackenzie Dern. I don't think she really needs great striking. I think she needs better wrestling because as soon as she gets the fight down, man, she wins. You know what I mean? Every Mm -hmm. single time. But it stays standing. She's in trouble. So anyways, uh, I'm sorry. It's got a message from Chris about the fight. Uh, I'm telling him Cole's doing it. All right, cool. I can't do it. I'm doing it. I'm talking to you guys. So I got my, I got, there we go. All right, cool. Uh, and for Dern Marcel, um, I mean, I don't think it's like, you know, the end of the world. She's still super young, 28 years old. But like I said, I think that she needs to improve in that wrestling. Uh, for Give her Cadalia. One thing. Huh? Pardon? Give her Cadalia. Yeah, I think yeah. that makes that make sense. And I think that's a winnable fight too, you know, two grappler based fighters. And even on the feet, she'd be competitive, I think. Gedalia was a good fighter, but I think the sports passed her by a bit. I really do, you know. Yeah. I think she was really good five years ago. She's not as good as she was anymore. Let me get these comments. It's go ahead. Almost go ahead. Like, it's almost like Jessica Aguilar when she fought, you yeah. know. Uh, In the when she I, came? I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The thing is like that that top uh, of that division, you got Zhang, who is pretty much a striker. Joanna's pretty much a striker. Marina is as well. You got Mackenzie Durant. She's a, she's a, a BJJ. Uh, Amanda Ribas, same. Uh, we got Carla as a wrestler, you know. Um, we got Rose, who's pretty much uh, overall very good, you know. She's also pretty much better on the ground, in my opinion. But she has a good striking 
yeah. as well. So Rose is pretty much the most complete fighter of all yeah. of them, and she's a champion. So yeah, yeah, why she is. Although I think I think her, her wrestling could improve too. You know, what I mean, like she has amazing submissions and great striking, but I think her wrestling is still something she could work on. Well, it's still good. It's obviously good. Let me get these comments. Glenn, hey Glenn, he says maybe you'll see promote her better next time. Delta skateboard promo garner much interest. That was just I, I was kind of scratching my head about that. I didn't think it was too interesting to be honest with you. Like, there's got to be something more interesting about Maria that she skateboards by the sea, right? Like, there's got to be something more interesting about this. Girl. I, yeah, I told you last time, man, when they uh, when uh, Rodriguez was in front of Dern, remember in the rankings, and I said they're gonna push Dern above Rodriguez so they can promote Dern versus Rodriguez. Because yeah, of I think course. Dern is better promote, and they did. And again, know? that's one of the reasons I, I just don't think that, you, you know, if you're a journalist, you should be doing the rankings because you're affecting the placement of fighters on the cards, the posters, everything. That should be something that, again, why does it matter what, and I don't want to, you know, he's my he's my friend. We work with him here at MAL. We've got Brian Heminger, and I like Brian, and I respect his opinion, but I no offense to Brian. It's like, I don't really care about his rankings. I'd like to see Sean Shelby's rankings. I'd like to see Mick Maynard's rankings. Why don't the UFC just release their own internal rankings? Why do we need to see the media's skewed rankings? I'd, I'd rather see what the UFC really thinks. Like, to be honest with Marcel, one of the things I love about Contender Series, when they show, like, Mick Maynard or Sean Shelby and they talk about the guy for, like, a minute. I love that because it gives you insight into what they saw when they were watching these guys, when they watched the tape on these guys. And to me, those guys are two of the smartest people in the game. You can see what you want about the matchmaking sometimes, but it's damn good in the UFC. You know what I mean? It's really good, and they know what they're doing. So any thoughts, Marcel? And then I'm going to get these comments. Yeah, I just want to also address, like, last time, remember, uh, Betch Correa against Carl Rosa and Kanako Murata against, um, what's the Brazilian girl again, who Kanako Murata fought last time? Jandaroba, I think, was it? Yeah, yeah, Jandaroba, yeah. Both were ranked, Jandaroba and Rosa, and they were blue corner. Why? You know, That's it's true. so weird sometimes, you know? I, I don't get that. Yeah. And Bellator, the they do rankings that are, time, right? says the rankings are corrupt enough though Shelby and Maynard doing them. Well, I'd I'd rather see what the UFC actually says, you know what I mean, than than the fan than the media. Like that again, was, that was only like 10 actually, media people doing it, guys. It's not like it's like hundred media members. It's not like it's I think it, there's I think there's some other sports that do use media, but it's like they have a lot more people that do it. Right? You know what I mean? It's not like 10 it's people. Shelby. It shall be a main or do it, man. We can actually know what they're seeing. Exactly. So let me know watching we, right, we, look at the matchup and wonder why did they put this fight, right? Honest. Yeah, exactly, Marcel. I'm with you. So Jose was impressed by Marina's sub defense, so was I. And he thinks Dern should lose your learn that single lay from Gamrot. Hey, I, I'm I'm with you. And you know, I know she's very, very, very comfortable there in California. Maybe it's time to make a move to a big gym like an American top team or you know, something like that, Marcel, where she could train with better fighters. Like I'm still wondering who is she really training with besides Jason Pearl and like as her coach, like who's her training partners, you know, like, does she have anyone like an American top team where she would, you know, train with someone like, for instance, Joanna, I'm not saying that, I don't know if Joanna's actively there right now, but obviously she was there. Right. So, you know what I mean? Marcel, mm -hmm. like I think going to those camps and, and training with bigger camps and better fighters, that's how you get better in the sport. And I think, yeah, you know, she's, she's under Jason Pearl, she's working her boxing, but she needs to work on a lot of other stuff too. Dern is good and she's still potentially be like one of the best, but, She's got to. She's got to do something different, Marcel. Because we just, what we just saw didn't work, right? And she doesn't get that mm -hmm. stuff. It doesn't work for her for the most part. Cole says Ian Highness versus Sean, uh, Sam Alvey is just booked. There we go. Sam Alvey gets another fight. Uh, I mean, does he really deserve it? Probably not. But Dana White loves the guy for some reason. They just love him. They love Sam Alvey. Uh, by the way, Jose was asking if, if Gregor and Armin's a goal uh, go. So Armin said that the fight was offered to him. Gregor, I don't know if it's accepted or have you heard anything, Marcel, about that fight? No, I haven't heard anything about it. Just what Armin said, eh? I guess. 
because um, he said it was booked. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Jared Gooden and Randy Brown. Jared Gooden missed weight, but Randy Brown took care of business. It was a competitive fight, but and he broke his toe in the first round, but managed to go the 15 minutes and won a decision there, Marcel. So any thoughts on, on his performance? I thought Brown looked good. Um, yeah, Brown, Brown looked good. He had an injured toe uh, after uh, after the first part of the first round. So um, uh, he, he did well, you know. I, I think uh, I expected a finish from him, but I think considering him being injured on his toe and still winning all three rounds, he did very well. So, yeah. I think Gooding is one. I, I I'm in a pool where you have to pick the method too, and I picked a decision here, even though the the finish was favor of the sports book, just because Gooding's very durable, man. You can, like I said, Marcel last week, he's a tough guy. He went three hard rounds with Juban, three hard rounds with uh, Abubakar, and now three with Brandy Brown. He he was knocked out. Uh, I can't remember who knocked him out. Bruno Oliveira, I think it was in Titan FC. That was a middleweight. At welterweight, very very durable guy. But he missed weight, Marcel. Does he get another contract or does he get cut? One in three now in the UFC. I'm not sure, man. I, I would say it's difficult. You know, I, I would. I honestly would give him another fight. I, I, I'm, like, I know his record is not good, but I think he's proven he's a decent fighter. You know, besides the weight miss, obviously. You saw Randy Randy Brown's tweet about uh, the yeah. Paris. Line. Yeah, that's the, and that's I, the biggest problem him. here. I agree with him too. So the the thing about this thing was he missed by three pounds, and from my, in my opinion, he only got twenty percent. I think it should be ten percent a pound. So because he missed by three, it should be thirty percent. I'm surprised you only agreed to 20%. Like that's something they can negotiate, but end up getting 20. But for me, it's like one pound up to like 50%. I don't think if you miss by like half pound, you should get 50% of your purse taken away. The other thing is, you know, a lot of people have said, oh, they should start fight with points taken away or, you know, on the, like something like that. I don't agree with that, Marcel. That's not a fair fight at that point, honestly. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's not a fair fight when the guy misses weight. I'll agree with that too. But at the same time, I don't agree with like that road FC system where they actually take points away or, they, like you can't win. There's some. There were some fighters in Road FC, Marcel, because they missed weight. They weren't even allowed to win. Like it, it would still be a. Uh, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a win. It'd be a no contest on their record, even if they won. I don't think that's going to fly in the states, guys, and, and under the unified rules. I don't think the commissions will do that. So for me, it's something where I do think the punishment should be more, but I don't think it should be something that actually impacts the scoring of the fight. You know what I mean, Marcel? Any thoughts on that? Actually, I'm. Actually, positive on taking points before fights. I, I don't agree with you on it. But okay. the thing is, you know, for me, it's like I would say for every. Uh, actually, for I don't want to say for, for. Let's let's put it this way: if you miss weight once, you know, okay, just a, 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 pers- a percentage of your purse, you know, that would be good. If you do it again, I would take a point for every uh, pound you miss weight. You know, so yeah, and then listen, man. Then it sucks, you know. If if you miss over three pounds, you get three points minus. You have to finish the fight. Yeah, you know what I mean. Or you have to, or if you win on points with thirty twenty seven, you still have a draw. You know. Yeah, that's but crazy. You, but yeah, you got to do something with this, man. I, I said last time you have to take ninety percent. I don't think that's that's possible. But you have to do something different, man. Because ten percent, fifty percent. They, they're still going to miss weight 20 percent 30 percent they're still going to miss weight you know yeah and i don't say they do it on purpose but you got to do something about it yeah it's it's tough but like, like i said i think my, i think my system's decent one pound for or 10 percent for each pound right and again in this case it would have been 30 percent because i think there's a difference between missing by half a pound if the guy comes in at 170 point 171.5 or a guy comes in at 173 that should be a different punishment in my opinion marcel what did what do you do if uh, you remember with Ricardo Lamas against Charles Oliveira when you missed by ten pounds? What you yeah. do then? 
you can't tell the fight once it's over a certain weight limit. I think five pounds, maybe something like that. Because I remember that fight. And I, didn't they switch the weight class? I want to say. Um, I can't remember, I but I, I, all I remember is I did bet Ricardo Lomas that night. It was in Mexico, and I bet on him. He's an underdog, and I, and I won some money on him. So it was a long time ago. Hey, Owen, mm -hmm. what's up, man? He's asking for an early prediction. Uh, we did talk about right off the top of the show, Owen, but it was right off the top, so you probably missed it. I think both of us kind of feel like Edward should be favored in that fight. So I guess that would be my early prediction. I, I, I like Maswell, though. It should be a fun fight. It's only three rounds, by the way. It's not five, guys. I, I would have preferred five um, for this fight, Marcel. Kind of disappointed it's only three. I'm not going to lie. I think it's a fight that should have been five rounds, don't you? Yeah, but if you ask me for a prediction, Edward's 30-27. Yeah. Owens, by the way, he is suggesting 20% uh, and 10% each pound after that. Yeah, I mean, that could work too. Jose is asking about Melsic and Laramie. I think, did you ask James today, Jose? I think you asked him as well. And I know James said he likes Laramie in this fight. I mean, I got to, I, I, hey, I'm Canadian too. And I love Laramie as well, but uh, Melsic, man, looked really impressive in that last fight. And I got to be honest, I, I obviously made a bad pick with England. But, you know, there's I do see some holes in Melsic's game, but, man, he looked amazing in the last fight. Although Laramie's great, too, so it's tough. Laramie fought Derek Minner. That guy could take your neck at any point. This is a different fight. He's fighting a striker now. Laramie, look, Owen likes Laramie, too. So there you go, Jose. Um, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. Uh, Matthias Nicolau and Tim Elliott. So I, pretty clear 29-28 for Matthias Nicolau for everyone in the world except for James Kroos. And James was the first one you met. He, he fucking blew this one, guys. He, he, he really didn't help his fighter here. At the end of the day, it's the fight. It's Tim Elliott's fault. He was holding on for dear life. And this, this fight, guys, is the perfect example of why I don't like open scoring. Because he, if he, if he knew he's up 20, 2018, Marcel, he was content with holding on for dear life for that final five minutes. You saw it, Marcel, yourself. He's like, "Am I, am I up? Yeah, you're up." He just was holding on. That's all he wanted mm -hmm. to do, Tim Elliott. He stopped fighting in that third round, and it cost him. And I do think if you do have open scoring and a guy sees he's up twenty eighteen, they might do the same thing. And it's not their fault. Just because of the way the show win um, works in MMA, where you get half your money if you win, I can't blame someone if they would want to coast in that third round. I can't blame them under under that kind of system. So it cost them, though, in this fight. You got to fight hard for 50 minutes. Tim Elliott took his foot off the gas and lost. I think it was a good decision by the judges, personally, Marcel. Your thoughts? Yeah, so actually this morning uh, I had a Dutch podcast with uh, Dennis Corman and uh, Gilbert Eisen about this, yep. and I asked I asked Gilbert the same thing. Like, uh, if you're a, a coach in your corner who's saying like you're up this or that, what do you what do you think about it? And he's like, I I never wanted it in my corner. I says I fucking fight and I know if I'm up or not. You know, he says I know if if I'm if I'm fighting bad or I'm fighting good. You know, I I never ask my corner if I'm up rounds. I'm just going there to win the fight, however I can win the fight. You know, and um, the thing is, like, um, I don't want to be too hard on James Cross because I think he's an amazing coach, phenomenal guy, and also for for the he, he came right after the event and said I fucked up you know and I think that that takes courage as well you know you don't see my yeah. coach oh no that. never not not in this sport you know in this sport Marcel there there's very few people that are willing to admit when they're wrong you know fighters yeah. coaches referees officials judges no one wants to admit when they screw up in the sport so it, was, it mm -hmm. took balls for him to go and make a statement saying that basically cost him fighter the fight I mean. At the yeah. end of the day, guys, it is Tim Elliott's fight. It's not his coach's fight. He wasn't the one in the cage, but the advice the was thing, very poor for sure. Um, it wasn't. Thing is, man, it was a clear one-one. It was so clear it was one-one going in the third round, Marcel. You know what the problem is, man? In that second round, Tim Elliott keep coming forward and trying to stalk him, but he didn't good touch him very well. You yeah. know, and Matthias Nicolau did perfect with his counter striking. Yeah. And if you are 
kind of bias to your fighter, you see that he's walking forward, you know, but you also have to see the other side that you fighter got counterpunched the whole damn time, you know, so it was 1-1. And I understand that that it's maybe difficult, you know. Listen, man, we see from perfect angles that whole fight on TV, you know. James Cross is only in one corner, and yes, maybe difficult. But still, man, if it's a close, listen, man, you never can yeah. say it was a clear round for Elliot. So yeah. if it's close, never tell your fighter you're trying to two, two, two zero up. It, it was just, too close to say, hey, I think yeah. I think you're up two rounds. Like I don't I don't know why I said that. I was I even tweeted. I'm like, right when it happened, I was like, why did he just say he's up two rounds? And you know, I was on Nick, Nicola. I didn't bet on this fight. I just watched it, but I did pick him. Mm -hmm. But if you were betting mm -hmm. on Team Elliot and had money on him, I, I could imagine how pissed you'd be if you heard that. It was like mm -hmm. last week with Johnny Walker when John Kavanaugh told him he was up. Exact same thing. Why Why lie to your fighter? Even if, if it's that close, you got to tell him, hey, guys, it's so close. I have no clue what the judges are thinking. You got to go finish the fight. That's what I would say. Give me safe sound, man. He just tells you, like, safe, just don't like but Kennedy's yeah. down two rounds. Kennedy, you got to knock him out, man. You're down two yeah. rounds. You got to knock him out. You know, with the, with his other fights. All right, let me get these comments. Rodell Fizzy had five rounds over home. Uh, Dumont Tavier. Yeah, I, I I I heard your comment today as well, and I agree completely. I, I I think that fight should have been five rounds. I know that home and Tay have big names, but that fight is way more interesting to me. Um, well, home Dumont's canceled. Yeah, oh, and it was it was Ellie lying on his back, holding the rubber guard. It was it was hard to watch. And again, I do think, guys, if you have open scoring, you'll see more of that. If you see a guy's up twenty eighteen, Marcel, you're going to see more of that. It's not going to see less of that. I don't like open scoring, personally. What, what is that weird thing with the UFC by giving uh, Tate Vieira an actually first Walt Dumont a main event five, five rounds, man? I mean, I know. no disrespect to that weight class or whatever, but really, I don't know anybody who is very, uh, how do you say that, very happy about those five. Uh, I'm, with you. I'm with you. You know, for me, it's like, okay, I love the card coming up. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to. Yeah. Getting bad about a stacked pay per view because 268 is stacked. But John Strickland mm -hmm. and Luke Rockhold would have been a great five round main event. You know what I mean? Gaethje and Chandler yeah. would have been a good five. Even Frankie Edgar and Vera would be a good five round main event. So for me, it's like mm -hmm. I love when they do stack the cards. It obviously makes it exciting when you have a great card like that. But I almost feel like that card's too stacked, if anything, myself. That, that makes sense because you have too many weak main events coming up. Um, anyways, let's go to the next fight. I mean, here. The, I mean, oh, go ahead. Go I mean, ahead. The, 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 the fucking prelims of those pay-per-views are better than the actual Fight Night's main cards. Yes. 100%. I mean, this last card, you know, it turned out to be an okay card, I guess, but yeah, it wasn't the best on paper, no doubt about it. I mean, it's just... But, I mean, I, but just before people come in with sexism, I had no problem with uh, Marina Rodriguez Mackenzie Dern main event. I think it was an amazing fight. And I didn't... I had a problem with that as a main event beforehand. I think it was a phenomenal fight, you know? But... I don't feel the Dumont lad. I don't feel the Tate Vieira as a main well, event. Dumont lad is just because that. of the circumstances. Let's be honest. That's the only reason that's uh, a main event. The I mean, they Tate Vieira wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they wanted it to be main event. I don't really want to see five rounds of that fight personally, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. And I feel like the five rounds probably favors Misha because we saw Caitlin gas out a few times now. Um, all right, let's go to the next fight here, Marcel. And she looked great. Maria Agapova looked awesome, guys, against uh, Sabino Mazzo. Another great performance for her, Marcel. So had an amazing fight against Santa Cyphers, had a letdown fight against Shane Dobson that was back and looked incredible in this fight. Both her fights, guys, against Cyphers and Mazo, she dropped both girls and immediately took their back in their neck and choked them out. Like, she smells blood when it happens, Marcel, and I love that about her. And to me, she looked really good in this fight. The striking looked better. The movement looked better. The cardio looked better. Marcel, we're talking about a contender here, I think, right now. Marcel, she keeps getting improving. She's only 24 years old. Works on that cardio. This girl's dangerous, man. Give me your thoughts on, on uh, Maria, Marcel. 
Yeah, horrible pick by me, man. It was, you see, uh, a bad pick. Bad I, pick. I, I, I just it was just based on the cardio, and it was a bad pick. Same. It was. I had I had yeah. two bad picks on this card, and it were, was uh, Dern and uh, Mazo, you know. And this one, I got over dominated from the start to finish, you know. And uh, she landed an amazing hard uh, hard shot to the to, to the jaw, I think. Yep. And uh, Mazo went down, and man, she, she had that rear naked choke so quick, yep. you know. And Mazo knew she was dazed. She was never coming out, so she tapped immediately. Amazing performance by Agapova and a much-deserved uh, performance of the night bonus for her as well, man. Man, she, and she needs it. You know, I was reading that story about her last week. She was saying how, like, she was riding a bike six hours a day before that Dobson fight or before the Cypher's fight where she won the bonus just because she had no money and she was saying how, you know, her training camp, everything's gotten better now. So she looked happy, Marcel. She looked good. Now she wants to go punish, uh, what's her name, Marina Morose because of, uh, she said she was, like, a drug addict or something, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd like to see that fight just because of the bad blood. I'm pretty sure Agapova wins that fight, to be honest with you. So, but it'd be a good fight to watch. Um, okay. Opening up the main card, Marcel. Go ahead. Go Moros never fights, man. She has pulled she out, pulls out, out of every fight. fight. Exactly. She does. All right. Let's go to the main card opener. Chris Gutierrez defeats Felipe Caleras. He has split decision. <laughs> terrible. I mean, when you have two judges that have 30 27, the other 29 28, I mean, you could just tell it's a bad call. I think he won 30 27, at best 29 28 for Gutierrez. Uh, sorry, at worst. He won the fight for sure, and that, that's a bad scorecard for Claris. It was a competitive fight, Marcel, but pretty clear that Gutierrez won the fight with the striking and the takedown even. So give me your thoughts on, on Gutierrez, because this guy, to me, is a little bit underrated in the division. He's he's actually on a six-fight unbeaten streak right now. Yeah, I mean, let's first talk about Judge Rick Winter. What the fuck you are watching, dude? I mean, I can understand you give the first round to Claris, but the second round, that's horrible, you know? That's um, really bad to give him the second round. Made no sense. He literally threw... I look at the stats, and again, stats don't tell the whole story. I know that. I get that. But when a guy lands 39 significant strikes, the other guy lands 20, there's no takedowns, there's no knockdowns, nothing. It's pretty obvious the guy who landed double the amount of strikes won the round. <laughs> I mean, it, was a, it wasn't a bad fight. I think it was an okay fight. Kucheras did what he had to do, you know. Uh, I think most people expected him to win. I had him also by the season. So, um, yeah, I think. I think Colares is a guy who's kind of underrated. Man. I, I like to do it. He's not bad, you know, but he feel, I feel like he's kind of a guy who, who might get cut from the UFC at this moment, you know, but yeah, I, I don't really dislike him at all. I think he, he's been competitive in all of his fights, man, but he yeah. just had some bad luck sometimes with the, how the fights went. Uh, this time, he actually was lucky with a split decision. Should have been unanimous for Gutierrez, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I think Claris is decent. I mean, he's not too bad. I'd, yeah. I'd keep him around for another fight. You know, I'm looking at uh, Rick Winner's MMA decisions. So he's been judging fights since 2009. And I'm looking at, you know, overall, guys, he's actually not a bad judge at all. He's actually a decent judge. This is one of the weirdest scorecards he's ever had, if you look at his MMA decisions, because the only other split decision he's had all year, actually in the last three three years, was Gonitas yeah. and Penny. He actually was the one who scored it for Gonitas. We should have won that fight. So this is the first real split that I've ever disagreed with him having. Um, I, I, I guess, you know, everyone can have a bad night. Thankfully, it didn't cost the guy the fight. I'll say that. You yeah. know, thankfully, because that would have been brutal if another judge scored a 29-28. That would have been just I, like, I, wow. was, I was watching that fight. So I was like, it was over. I think, okay, Gutierrez won. So I was on my phone. I was, uh, And then I hear judge, uh, then you hear Bruce Buffer saying, we're going to the judge's scorecard for decision. Judge, and then says the name. I will hear this. It's like, what is this split decision? Well, you hear I the know. name of the judge, you know, it's a split decision. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was bizarre. Um, by the way, Jose, let's talk about this fight. King Tom Robinov. I mean, he looked fantastic. 
Uh, I don't, no surprise. I mean, let's be honest, guys. He was a minus 700 favorite. We all picked him to win this fight. Vandera, you know, he's a very tough guy. He's a big dude. He's a decent striker, Marcel, but the takedown defense is not there. Now, two fights in a row, or two, two of the last three fights, Spivak and Romanov both took him down, beat him up, and finished him. Uh, so he's got an issue with the ground game. Um, Romanov, though, doesn't. Romanov's ground game is phenomenal. And it looks like Espino just was a bad matchup for him stylistically because he's another grappler. And if he fights anyone that he can take down, he's going he's gonna to punish them on the ground, Marcel. I was once again impressed. I think he should have got a bonus too. He looked amazing in this fight. Give your thoughts. Yeah, he looked great uh, from start to finish. Suplexing like uh, like it was like a ten, uh, 150 pounder. <laughs> he was throwing around. So it's like, yeah. I mean, what can you say? Perfect. Well, what's perfect next? That, that's the question. What's next? Because I think at this point, yeah, definitely the rank guys. Yeah. So let's look at the rankings. Number 15, because he's not ranked. Number 15 is Spivak. Um, you could do that fight. I mean, Spivak did lose against uh, Aspinall, right? But he's ranked 15, guys. And when you're when you're ranked 15, you gotta you know you gotta fight guys that are below you. And this is a guy that's trying to break the rankings. The other guy would be Blagojevanov at number 13, and number 12, Walt Harris. Any of those guys make sense? Just like uh, Jose suggested, I, I I would like Spivak just because they both beat uh, Videra by the same method, exact same way the fight ended. I know again Spivak just lost his last fight, but it'd be interesting to see him fight another grappler. So. I'm fine with that, or or Ivanov would be a good one too. So, any thoughts on on who he should fight next? Yeah, Ivanov would be good, man. I think that uh, makes sense. Why not? Sure, let's do that fight. All right, let's go to the next fight here, guys. Damon Jackson defeats Charles Rosa. I mean, this was a this was honestly one of the bloodiest fights I think I've seen in the UFC, just based on one cut too, which is crazy. Um, Damon Jackson controlled the first two rounds. Third round, Rosa throws a spinning back elbow and cuts him open. I gotta be honest, for so I thought the fight was gonna get stopped because it was so much blood. It was coming out so fast. With the whole octagon was covered in the ref. The doctor was like, "No, nah, he's fine. Let him go." I was surprised, yeah. but you know, <laughs> at the same time, I mean, it was a great fight. So I'm glad they got to finish it. Both guys are, are warriors. You know, Charles Rosa just can't string wins together. Marcel win loss again for this guy, but Damon Jackson a good win for him in the UFC. So any thoughts on this fight? I mean, it was it was a heck of a fight. Yeah, man, Damon Jackson, not anymore the leech, but the leak after this fight. I mean, wow, man, the amount of blood he was losing in that third round is crazy. That was really like pouring out of his eyebrow there, and or next, next to his eyebrow. And I, I said I love the doctor because, man, that would have been so awful if he won the first two rounds, Damon Jackson, you know, and then he yeah. got hit by an elbow. If they stopped that fight, that would have sucked for him, you know, but... Uh, I mean, Rosa did well in the third round, you know. Um, I still think it was close the third round. That could have been 30-27, could have been 29-28. Either way, uh, for for uh, Jackson, I think Jackson won the first two rounds. With yeah, I think the third round Rosa won. I, I do think because yeah. he did, I mean, and the stats back the up damage. again. And way more damage. And you look at yeah, the numbers. You know, you look I at the numbers, Marcel. Uh, the, the, the strike stats in the third round. Again, he lost the fight, obviously. But the third yeah. round. 59 to 3 in strikes landed. So, I mean, that's a pretty big number. So, I know yeah. Jackson had the control, obviously, guys, but you got to look at the damage because I that really yeah, is that's what why it comes I started down to. for a row side the third. Yeah, round. but still, I mean, Rose, uh, or Jackson won the fight. Yeah, it was a great fight. Could have won fight tonight. Glenn's talking about Aspinall, Dawkins, Romanov. I mean, there's a lot of good guys. And I think 205 is also getting better. You got some young guys at 205 as well. So, I think both these divisions, you know, you're starting as the sport grows, you are seeing better athletes get into the sport and, and to do this. But yeah, man, Romanov looked great again, and he's asking about uh, Lucas Bresky, who could fight his debut. He didn't look very good, obviously, in Contender Series. Um, I, I think he should have got a contract because 
you know, they do need heavyweights. He got a finish. It wasn't like it was a terrible performance. It was just an okay performance. He got a deal because he's a heavyweight, let's be honest. I don't know who, like, I mean, Vandera maybe. Maybe just do Vandera versus Bresky. You could do that fight more so. And that's a fight Lucas can win, and he also could lose that fight too. It's a pretty fair fight. Do him against, do him against Daniel. Da who? Daniel, George is Daniel. Oh, George is Daniel. You know what? <laughs> I was thinking about that guy today. I was thinking, man, this is some crazy upsets in heavyweight MMA sometimes. I was thinking, that guy knocking out Jorgen DeCastro was one of the bigger ones. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. All right, two more fights here. Lupita Gonitas defeats Silvana Gomez Juarez. I got to be honest. So we didn't get a chance to talk about this fight. Once I did my research in the Juarez, I, I really liked her, Marcel. She's a good fighter. She has good experience, good stand-up, nasty striker, but the takedown defense was not there in this fight. And Gordidas had an amazing performance. Marcel steamrolled her in this fight, gets the finish, well-deserving a bonus. Uh, Lupita looked great in this fight. Give me your thoughts on her performance, Marcel. Yeah, like I said on Twitter, man, Lupi gave her ass Lupi. I mean, uh, it was uh, it was very one sided, yeah. one sided fight. She looked very good, and I was happy for Gudinas, man. I, I still think she. I'm gonna say it again. She got robbed in the first fight. I think she won yeah. that. Should have been still be undefeated, and uh, now she wins. She wins with a finish, and she gets a, a bonus. Perfect, man. I mean, yeah. she did very well. And for Silvana Gomez Juarez, I hope she fights soon again, and I hope she can uh, she can have a full training camp. Although she. She was supposed to fight on, on, on Tuesday during the Katana series, right? But, That's what uh, I'm saying. Like she was supposed to fight tomorrow, actually. Um, yeah. She got signed. She's an older fighter. I get it, but you know, again, watching her fights, she's impressive. It's just mm -hmm. this was too much for her on the ground, especially. I mean, it, and that worries you going forward because her ground game didn't look good. I do think she's a good striker, though. So if she fights another striker, I think she'll probably win that fight. Um, let's go to the last fight here, Marcel. And, and to be honest with you, this fight was really good too. Um, it's surprisingly good. Fun fight. Charlie Ontivero, see Garcia first round, guys. And as someone who parlayed Garcia, I'm pretty sure all of us did. I mean, that was really, really sketchy that first round. That was so sketchy. Not only does Ontiveros knock him down once, he knocked him down twice, with one with an axe kick and then with a punch. And I mean, let's be honest, anyone who had Garcia in a parlay is freaking out at that point because he gets dropped twice. But once again, Charlie Ontiveros proves that he's just not a UFC fighter, Marcel. Drops a guy twice, can't hurt, can't finish him. And then gets finished himself. And Sideshow Bob was covered in blood at the end of the fight. Marcel, second round finish for Garcia. I thought this was a great fight. I'm kind of surprised there wasn't a bonus award for someone in this fight. You know, I don't know if it was fight of the night because it, it didn't, you know, it didn't go that long. But I think Garcia probably could have got a bonus too. I, I liked the fight. It was a fun one. But I got to be honest, Marcel, I will be probably fading to see Garcia in his next fight if he fights someone that has power because it sure looked like he couldn't take a punch in this fight. It's just he's very lucky that he has a ground game and. Ontiveros has no ability to stop a takedown. Give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, man, super fun fight to open the card with. Uh, yeah, Sideshow Bob, he started very well, you know, uh, two knockdowns. They still have the first round to Garcia, I think, man. Uh, all three judges. I don't um, know. I, I don't agree with that, man. He got dropped me twice. Either. You know, yeah. two knockdowns, guys. I mean, it's not just one knockdown and control and the other guy, two knockdowns. So, yeah, he did control, he did damage. I get the last 10 seconds or whatever, he really smashed his face in. That swayed the judges. But to me, you drop a guy twice in a round, it's very hard, I think, for the other guy to win that round back on it. You know what I mean, Marcel? But this yeah, could have been the one situation where maybe he did. I don't know. Any any other thoughts? Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was a, a good comeback from Steve Garcia. You needed that one, obviously. Yeah, I think for Antiparos, is done in the UFC. You think, you think Although, he'll get him one more after he showed some power in this fight, maybe? Yeah, I, I, I maybe, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it, you know, but I don't know. I think there's got to be someone that can give in the roster. Let me take a look. There's got to be someone that's, that's pretty – I mean, let's be honest. He's not a good fighter, but let me take a look here. Endeavor record. Um, okay, so lightweights. 
All right, so you got Alex Munoz 0-2, Rafa Garcia, or you got to play booked. Um, so yeah, it would be there's not many guys that are 0-2 actually and have losing records. It would be Herbert who's booked against Worthy, Soriano's booked. Yeah, it would be have to be Alex Munoz. That'd be the only guy really much. Or Brandon Jenkins would be a decent. Maybe that would be the guy. Like Brandon Jenkins yeah. guy. That, yeah, that would actually you know what? That's the fight to make because let's be honest, Brandon probably knocks him out like some spinning shit and. Maybe just give you know give Charlie one more chance to to throw that uh, axe axe kick again. That was pretty nuts. Let's talk about this. So I think that's it for the card. Let's talk about this. Glenn's asking about. Oh yeah, and Jose, this is actually a really good uh, fight too on Tavares Valdez. It makes sense. I'm going to talk about contenders in a minute, but I want to talk about this first. Uh, that Glenn asked, and we'll do contender series. Glenn's asking thoughts on Haas turning on the fight last minute. Smart. Well, to feel the wrath of the end. So that was crazy. So Friday on Friday, I have to send my full uh, breakdowns to Elite. And uh, I mean, I, I you know, the, the writing takes a while. And Marcel warned me quickly in the morning as soon as I woke up. He goes, Hey, man, this fight's not happening. So, you know, Chris, uh, you said the fight's not happening. And, you know, I think you told me Chris Curtis might step in. You weren't sure at that point. Then we find out Chris Curtis was stepping in, right? Then, yeah, Hall, sure. okay, tell you know what, Marcel? I think you should actually describe everything that happened with the Phil Hot situation. Go ahead. So I got noticed that um, Darren Wynn was out and that Phil Haas was going to fight Chris Curtis, and that was agreed on. That's what I got. So I posted it. After that, all big medias also posted it. And even the UFC came with an official press release where they say uh, Darren Wynn is out uh, due to health issues non related to his weight cut, and Chris Curtis is stepping in to fight Phil Haas. Official by the UFC. Then Chris Curtis gets onto, onto the scales, makes weight. But no sign of Phil Haas. And then out of nowhere, Phil Haas uh, actually didn't accept the fight, turned it down. So there is no fight. Uh, then James Cross said, I want to have the fight at 185. I can make weight. Let me do it. Um, UFC was okay with it. Um, but the commission wanted to be on home time, or wanted to be. Uh, wanted to go home on time to have their lunch, so they couldn't do it. Um, so, you know, it sucks, you know, overall. And the only thing that is good is that Chris Curtis is now in the UFC. Three years too late, but he's in the UFC. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next. And for Haas, man, I, I don't know, man. I mean, you, you were supposed to fight win. Uh, yeah, now, now you could fight Curtis on short notice. Curtis with no preparation. Uh, dehydrated probably from weight cutting. I mean, I don't think it's a good look, but, hey, who am I, you know? Yeah, exactly. Who are we? We're just some guys who do a podcast. Honestly, that's we're not fighters. Like, we're not, like we're, I always say, college fans. We are. I mean, we we love the sport. Me and Marcel, we know the sport just like you guys do. But you know, our opinion doesn't mean shit when it comes to a guy's career. Obviously, Phil Haas isn't going to listen to us. He's going to listen to his team. His team, I think, I think they gave him bad advice because I think the UFC will hold this against him. I think they mm -hmm. often hold this against the guy. I'll give you an example: Jonathan Pierce. He was supposed to fight Gabriel Benitez. Benitez missed weight by five pounds, and he said, "I'm not taking the fight." Benitez actually had a fight against Quarantillo before they booked Jonathan Pierce for another fight. He just fought Morales and won. So it ultimately ended up as a good decision for him, but he got put in the shelf for like six months after that, Marcel. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if they did the same thing to Phil Haas. They were like, you know what, Phil, you didn't want to fight. We're going to throw you in the shelf for six months. You know, all they have to do is, I think, offer a fight, like three fights a year. He declined the fight. Therefore, the contract, I think, tolls a little bit longer. So to me, it's like, that's what I think is going to happen. They're going to, they're going to be upset by him. And I, I feel like they're going to give him a harder fight, if anything, in his next fight. I think they're going to be like, you know what? We're going to give you someone even harder to fight. And quite frankly, Marcel, I think he would have beaten Chris Curtis. As much as I do like Chris Curtis as a striker, mm -hmm. I don't trust the takedown defense. And 
you know, he was a minus 450 favorite to win because the odds actually opened up for the fight before it was canceled. So I think it was a bad call by Phil. But again, who am I? I'm just some podcaster and, and journalist, guys. I'm not a fighter and I'm not part of Phil Haas' team at Sanford MMA. All right, let's talk about contender series now because, uh, you know, Jose wants to talk about it. So do I. So let's let's start from the from the bottom work way up because let's start talking about this fight right away. Gennaro Valdez and Patrick Waite. If you didn't see this fight last Tuesday, go back and watch this fight. This fight was amazing, guys. It was an amazing fight. I understand it was a sloppy fight. Now, I get it. It wasn't a technical fight. But, you know, I have people saying, this is a bar fight. Come on, man. This wasn't good. These guys are UFC caliber. Not a bar fight at all, guys. Come on. The first round was actually not really striking-based. It was mostly Valdez trying to get White to the ground, Marcel. It was all against the fence. Once he realized he couldn't get him down, Marcel, then it was Valdez just going crazy with the strike or uh, – yeah, with the striking and White going nuts on him. And White hurt him bad. And then somehow um, White's mouth guard got knocked out a couple times. He had a cheap mouth guard. It's not good. Valdez gets the knockout. I had people telling me that they shouldn't. this guy shouldn't get signed. Are you guys kidding me? What are you looking for? What do you think Dana's looking for, guys? He wants an exciting fighter. This guy will probably get his ass kicked in the UFC, let's be honest with you. He's probably not very good. He's probably not uh, worthy. But I think he deserved his opportunity. I think he earned it with the win in this fight. It was a hell of a fight, and I think he deserved the opportunity. So that's my thought. Marcel, are you there? Yeah, man. What's up? I don't see your I don't see your face, dude. Your uh, your picture's gone. There you go, Marcus. Hey, thanks, man. Oh, Marcus man. says he loves the show. I appreciate it, Marcus. One of my favorite guys here, uh, newbie in bookstore over there. Go to uh, his website and order a shirt from Marcus. <laughs> What's going on with the weight cuts? Okay, we'll talk about that in a second, now, Glenn. Let me just finish the card first, and we're gonna talk about that. But yeah. I, I, Marcel, I was, I really love the fight. You know what I mean? I get it. The guy's, he's striking defense is bad and everything, but don't you think if you, you, if you're going to war and you're going to fight for the death for the UFC, they're going to give you a, a fight in the UFC, right? On contenders, mm-hmm. you know? So Joseph Holmes, though, didn't get a fight and or shot in the UFC. He gets a fight on, on Fury uh, Fighting Championship, I think next month. I, yeah, who's, I mean, uh, he was, who's he fighting? Do you know who he's fighting? I have no idea. No, he's, I don't know, but since Chris Curtis pulled out of the fight. And that's, that's what I was thinking it was because Curtis was supposed to fight on that card next month, right? So maybe that was the fight they were going to do, Marcel. Maybe that, that's mm-hmm. what they were thinking. I don't know. I mean, I I, I think he should have got a contract too. I honestly think so. What do you think? I would have given him one. Yeah, why not? I don't, I don't understand why Dana – Dana, you know, I, I respect his opinion obviously, but sometimes I feel like – he makes mistakes with signing guys and not signing them. Again, Chris Curtis, Austin Vanderford, another guy, uh, Julius Inglickis, is a really good fighter. Uh, he's fighting for the belt this weekend, Marcel Bellator. Yeah. Dana White passed. He got a finish and they passed on him. So Some, Sometimes I feel like they know already who they're going to sign. If they that's want. what I think, too. And I'm like, why do they even give this guy a fight? All right, let's go to this guy. Ferdy yeah. Garcia knocks out Josh Williams. I mean, I, I like Garcia. And Same. definitely look good in this fight. Carlos Hernandez against Daniel Barras, very close fight. I, I thought Hernandez edged out very ever so slightly. He gets a contract. I, I would hope they give Barras another fight on Contender Series at least, if not a short notice fight in the UFC, because I do think he's UFC caliber. He's just underneath that level, you know, Marcel? And the last mm-hmm. fight, obviously, Mike Ballant, he looked great against Shimon. And I was a little bit worried, guys, last week, obviously, because Shimon's so much younger and Ballant hasn't really been that active. But, my God, as soon as he got the fight to the ground, Marcel, you saw the difference in the ground game. So... He gets a contract, which I was happy to see that. I mean, it's crazy. I remember seeing this guy fight. You know what's crazy, Marcel? I saw him fight in a hockey arena. And I tweeted about this last week. Seven years ago, uh, at this event called Substance Cage Combat. I'm going to show you to see where you're going to pull it up. Uh, Cody Saftik, who's a, a like a betting guy, he actually was a matchmaker for this for this event. Such a guy who always with the MMA lock of the night. Yes, yes. And MMA lock of the night is a friend of mine as well. And he was actually at the event too. So I remember he was there. He was actually, 
I think we're helping the promotion a little bit. So it's crazy, Marcel, because you look at this card. Alex Ricci ended up fighting the UFC. Kyle Nelson went to the UFC. And Mike Pallott went to the UFC. So I saw some random card guys in some hockey arena, and three of the fighters ended up in the UFC one day. You never know where someone's going to end in the UFC, Marcel. And this is why I do enjoy regional MMA, because sometimes these guys emerge out of nowhere, and you're like, damn. Any thoughts on these on these uh, contender series fights before we move on a little bit? It was a good night, you know, and uh, I was on time in my bed before 4 a.m., so I was happy. <laughs> yeah. All right, Glenn, here we go. We're going to talk about this now. What's going on with the Dana White misses, uh, contender series misses, running out of fighters react fresh or fighters getting more desperate for an advantage? All right, so I have I have a few different thoughts about this. Number one, um, you know, it's it's just it's 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 a bad look, okay? And this is essentially a job interview. That's basically what it is, a job interview. You know, this is the first time Dana White's ever seen these guys. Dana even says, I don't read about these guys. I don't look up their tape, nothing. The matchmakers do that. Dana just goes in there blind. That's what he says. He's got some notes in front of him and that's it. So he doesn't know who these guys are. But if he sees that you miss weight, he won't sign you. Because I'll tell you right now, this is a fact. This is the fifth year of Contender Series, I believe. Not one person who's missed weight has ever been signed by Dana White to the, to the UFC. Now, at the same time, I don't know how many guys who have missed weight have actually won their fights. But I do remember there was a guy, I think, last year that looked really good in his win. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find out who it was. South American guy. South American guy, man. It's South American, American guy. I think so, right? And he looked really good. And Dana's like, well, yeah. you missed weight. We can't sign you. And I don't think he got a chance, right? It's his fault. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. A lot of these guys are taking the fights on short notice these days, right? I get that. And a lot of guys, you know, they're, they're coming from different parts of the world. It's not easy to cut weight. But at the same time, you sign a contract that says you're going to make this weight and you miss weight. The UFC matchmakers, they, they, they're putting you at the bottom of their list, Marcel. There are so many fighters that want to be in the UFC, Marcel. There's so many fighters in the world, right? Why would they sign a guy who can't make weight even for, for your first fight? You know what I mean, Marcel? So personally, I think these guys screwed themselves. Give me your thoughts. Funny thing is the guy from uh, the, the champion from Cage Warriors who is now fighting on contender series who missed weight. He was crap, crapping on the Cage Warriors dude who missed weight for the title fight one week ago. You know, oh, uh, Jake Hadley or whatever, right? Yeah. Hadley, yeah. So two guys yeah. missed weight today. Jake Hadley came in at 137 and Christian Rodriguez 137. One pound away too, couldn't make it. So I think, you know, Glenn, what you said as well about cheating, I think that's definitely something here. They are cheating because they're, they're too big for this division. These guys should be fighting at 145. You know, it kind of reminds me of John Lineker. He used to miss weight by a pound every time. He was a bully at 125, Marcel. But he, once he goes to 135, you saw what happened, right? These guys mm -hmm. probably need to make these weight classes to, to be good, to be competitive in the UFC, but they can't. So, you know, maybe they get to the UFC PI, they get in a better diet, they get better, um, you know, nutrition and exercise and everything. Maybe they can make their weight. But at the same time, again, it's a job interview, guys. Just say you show up for a job interview late, Marcel, or you forget, you know, you're not dressed properly or, or I don't know, like whatever. Like you just forget, you know, what you're even interviewing for eventually, essentially. I mean, your job is to be a UFC fighter. Part of your job is, is showing up and making weight. These guys failed to do that. So if I'm Sean Shelby, Mick Maynard, and Dana White, I'm not signing them, Marcel. I would say even if they win and get a finish, I would not sign these guys. Uh, that sounds harsh, but I wouldn't do it. Your, your thoughts? I kind of agree, man. I kind of agree. I mean, uh, maybe give them another chance later. You could you know, do that, but, yes. But, yeah, scene. man. I mean, it's it's if it's if it's like a job interview, like you said, you know. It is. I mean, it if is you do something, yeah, yeah. But if you if you if you do the same thing at the job interview and in, let's say normal life working, and you do something wrong, I mean, you for example, um, fuck up. You know, you also don't get the job. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to figure out who the guy was that I was talking about. Um. Now, was it two years it ago? 
I almost feel like it was. He was also and he was also undefeated. I think. Let me check. Maybe I, I think it was the third season. Actually, let me take a look now because I looked at the fourth season. I don't think that was it. All right, let me go through this. I gotta figure out who this guy was. Um, it was. Damn, they signed. I'm just looking into the list. They signed so many guys. Oh, oh, Kevin Siler. That's his name. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Siler. Yeah, and he looked great. He won 30-26. He dominated the guy, but Dana White was like, "You missed weight, man." And I'm looking at his record. Ten and one, 28 years old, American Top Team kid. And yeah, he missed. Well, actually, no. Well, he he got another shot in the show last year. He lost. And he lost. To kind yeah. Of so there you go. He. I think they could give you another fight, but I, they won't sign you out right. Basically, that's what we're saying, right, Marcel? Like they might give you another fight. Now let me get this last comment from Kevin Nicholson. Hey, Kevin says I think Randy Brown may have ligament injury in his right great toe, continuing having to pop back in place during the fight with his left toe. I suggested, and I'm not surprised. I mean, that was a brutal front kick that went right right to the iron chin of uh, Jared Gooden. Man, Jared Gooden just ate that kick, which was insane. Um, again, I don't really train, but I, when I used to hit like pads and stuff, I I used to. Uh, well, when Anderson Silva knocked out Vitor Pelfer, one of the things I used to throw in the gym was that, you know, Marcel, a guy would hold the pads like this and I would throw the front kick. And if you throw that front kick wrong and you throw your, you hit the toe at the, at the wrong spot, you can break your toe. So not surprised it happened. I mean, I'm surprised if anything that we haven't seen a guy break their front toe before. Like when Anderson knocked out Vitor with that crazy front kick, Marcel, or maybe like overing against Travis Brown or something like that. Anyways, um, how much time we got left? We got ten minutes, guys. So we'll stay here. We got some. We'll get some news here. Let's go through some news, Marcel. Let me let me pull this up here. Um, this is this made me sick. So let's pull this up because you, some of you guys might not have seen this fight. Melvin Gillard, Marcel fought the other day oh, yeah. and That's got knocked means. out uh, by Gil Riggs. So it was pretty bad. I mean, he got his. He basically his face broken. Broken. Um, five fractures in his face. I want to show this right now, and I'm pretty sure Kevin, if he's still in the chat, would know a lot more about this than we do. I believe he had surgery. So, mm -hmm. yeah, but, I mean, this is Marcel. Look at this. And you read the comment. He says, I just found out at 3.15 a.m. I have five fractures in my orbital, so I'll be having surgery today. Just wanted to get my friends, friends and family the news. I'll be okay. Just keep me in your prayers. I'll be lying if I said it wasn't a little scary right now, and we'll see what happens. And uh, this comes a week after a guy died in BKFC, um, or two months, actually, technically, but a week after we learned about the guy passing away, Justin Thornton. I, I, we did talk about that, I think, last week. Mm -hmm. I, Marcel, this is such a bad look for Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. I don't think they really truly care about the fighter's safety. And I understand, guys, it's this is combat sports. You know, people get hurt, people get killed. We talk about this all the time, Marcel. We talk about this. Someone's going to die in the UFC one day. It's just inevitable. Someone's going to break their neck or something. This, 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 but there's some things you can do to prevent this. And one of those things is you don't let guys like Melvin fight. 38 years old. He's lost 15 straight fights, Marcel. 15 straight fights. That's crazy. He has no business fighting. And when they go to these backwater commissions like the Mississippi Athletic Commission, are they really even doing testing for these guys? I'm not sure, Marcel. This fight should have never happened. And I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to say I'm boycotting BKFC, but I'm not really a fan of them, Marcel. I'm not really a fan of the promotion. I got to be honest. I, they, they promote themselves as being safer than MMA. It's just complete bullshit. Like, these sports are not safe, guys. This is combat sports, guys. I don't know, Marcel. This bothered me. This really bothered me because I don't think the fight should have ever happened. And then seeing Melvin's face get broken in half. Come on, man. This didn't have to happen. Give me your thoughts, Marcel. Yeah, I'm personally not a big fan of BKFC, man, for the, for the simple reason that I always got the feeling that you're all the fighters, all the fighters into their promotion to sell tickets because of their name and they are shouldn't be fighting anymore you know what i mean and those guys probably haven't have, don't have a lot of money anymore 
or, the, or little money so they come back you know they know they have a name so they can still make they, they are like yeah we can still make some money let's do it you know but we all know it's probably not a good thing you know and uh yeah that happens man and that's why i'm not a big fan of the bkfc man it's pretty much Bellator did it also at some point, man. Yeah. Getting all fighters for their main event and that kind of stuff is just stupid, you know. I, I don't listen, man. I don't want to say anything to an old fighter like don't fight anymore. I don't want to yeah. say that, you know, because it's their, how you say, it's their decision. But they should have a team around them. If you do 15 in a row and you're like 44 or 43, might be a good time to stop, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, and the other thing, I made a mistake, sorry guys, this, this this fight didn't take place in Mississippi, this one was in Montana, the one where Justin Thornton died was in Mississippi, but still, I mean, what is the Montana Athletic Commission, I don't think UFC's ever did an event there, Marcel, there's no professional sports league that play there, I know they have a college there and everything, but, like, there's a reason the UFC doesn't go to this, you know what I mean, Marcel, like, I don't think these commissions really care sometimes, I think they just sign off, and I actually had a matchmaker reach out to me on Twitter the other day, Marcel, when I posted that, the photo of a large record, and they were like, so, you know, his manager contacted us to, to for him to fight, and we just said we're not we're not interested because they just. Which manager? Uh, it was a guy from one of the Canadian promotions. His name is Rob Veaver. Okay. He's not a manager. He's a promo He's a matchmaker. Um, okay. He's a, from the BTC promotion. Where uh, yeah. actually the guy that's fighting tomorrow is from the Cortez guy. Um, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Reyes Cortez Reyes offered Martins. this promotion, yeah, and I think Jasmine was in the promotion too. Jazz Division, so Reyes, by the way, uh, Tracy's brother, right? Yeah, Tracy, and yeah, and he fought in Toronto or just outside Toronto two years ago in, in this promotion. So, anyways, the point is, you know, Melvin's manager, I don't know who that is anymore because I think it, he was first round for a while. I don't think he is anymore because when I tweeted out the thing about Melvin, I, I was just like, he shouldn't be fighting. Uh, Abe Kawa liked the tweet, and Abe, I think, in first round used to manage him. Why would he like that tweet mm. if he managed him? He wouldn't have, obviously. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Right? He would have been like, Hey, what do you want to leave him alone? Like, I remember <laughs> back in the day when I, I like Malky, he's cool, but back in the day, he used to be a lot more active back way back in the day. And and uh, I remember one time I bet on uh, on uh, Todd Duffy against Frank Mir, and he was like, You're a fucking idiot, and you're gonna lose your money. And I was like, Whatever, Malky, <laughs> he, gets, he gets knocked out in 20 seconds or whatever. And Malky's like, See, I told this guy I have to bet on him. So I, I like those guys. Those guys are cool, man. I mean, he's he's by an NFL agent now, so I think he's making really, really good money. And he's not with John Jones anymore, obviously. Those guys aren't with him, mm -hmm. with John. Yeah, this is a good question from Glenn. This is the first thing I woke up and saw when I woke up this morning. I, I turned on Twitter and Chuck Liddell got arrested for domestic violence. And obviously, we got to talk about this. So Glenn's asking, do you think there's a possibility between domestic violence and TBI, or do we have a higher uh, scumbags in the sport? And Dull's brain. What's TBI? Is that or is that uh cte is that basically what you're asking uh, let me let me double check what tbi means um for my brain injury okay sorry yeah yeah well again you got kevin in the chat and kevin's a, a medical practitioner so i'd like to hear his thoughts um for me it's again i've actually i've used chuck as an example many times on this very podcast i've always said marcel what are these guys going to look like in 20 30 40 years down the road what's their brains going to look like? we have no clue because the sport is so new now we really don't mm -hmm. know but now you're starting to see these guys, uh, you know, become violent, some of them. And very disappointing news. I mean, listen, Chuck Liddell, by all accounts and purposes, is a great guy. I mean, everyone's ever, anyone ever asked about Chuck has said he's one of the greatest guys in the sport. But this is terrible. And he was arrested for domestic violence. And his, his wife, I think, still the same woman that was he's been with this whole time. The blonde, uh, I think her name's Heidi. Right? She, remember, she used to be in the UFC events with him. She used to sit in the crowd with him. The one time yeah. where he was like this, where he did that. Remember that? The, the whole, uh, the famous uh, Chuck Liddell thing? So he's been with her forever, man. Terrible, terrible news. This comes after Luis Pena was arrested uh, recently for apparently, uh, I think, hitting two women and John Jones hitting his wife. So 
it looks like there's a domestic violence problem in MMA, guys. I mean, I hate to say it, but it looks like there is. And this is it's really sad. Um, it's terrible. It's obviously not good. I I I I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but you know, I, I think there's got to be a link between uh, brain, you know, trauma and and violence or an aggression. I think there would have to be. I think there has been connections made because it's not like you know we've looked at other sports, football players, hockey players that were enforcers, especially like their brains. They're just not the same. So again, I, I'd like Chuck to you know when we can't do anything now because he's alive. But once he passes away, it'd be nice if Chuck donated his brain for research. And I'd love to see what it looked like, you know, or if I'm a doctor, Marcel, because, you know, th that's, that guy's one of the greatest fighters of all time. And you've got to imagine how much trauma he's had to the brain and, and what that's done to him. You know, with John Jones, he says he's got an alcohol problem and, and that's not surprising. I don't think, I think anyone knows John knows that, um, but it's no excuse, you know, and again, it's no excuse, Marcel. Um, I do think it's worth uh, Glenn talking about the link, but at the end of the day, there is no excuse for hitting a woman obviously, and there's no excuse for domestic violence. So any thoughts on this, Marcel? It's probably the last thing we'll talk about today before we get out here. Yeah, what's uh, man? I think you pretty much said it all. So yeah. uh, it yeah. sucks to see you. So what can we say, man? Right? Yeah. Oh, one more thing I want to mention. Dominic Reyes uh, did an interview with, with uh, James Lynch. Great interview. And one of the things he said was he's taking off, like, more time. He's He's been out since May. He wants to be back in, like, February at the, at the earliest, he said. Basically, he's like, you know, I took a lot of brain damage the last two fights against Yuri and Yon, and I need time off to heal my brain. It's literally what he said. I need time off to heal my brain. And he said, he wants, he's like, I want my grandkids. I want to be, I want to be able to talk to my grandkids and older. It's part of the process. You know, I could be macho and go to the gym and say I'm, I'm ready to go, but you got to heal, and I got to take care of my brain. So, Dominic, man, I'd love to hear that from him. You know, Marcel, like it's a guy who's openly admitting, hey, I've taken a lot of damage. I don't want to get back in there right away because I think a lot of guys get knocked out and they go back in there way too quick, Marcel. You know, mm -hmm. it's a guy who's taken a lot of damage. He's being smart about his career now. Same with Calvin Cater, took a year off after he took the damage against uh, Max Holloway. So you'd like to see guys that are, that are doing that. But at the same time, modifiers can't afford to do that, Marcel. They can't afford to take a year off. They have to fight, especially at the lower levels. So, Anyways, there's a lot. There's a lot to unpack there, guys. But I want to talk about that. Anyways, back tomorrow, Marcel, with you. I'm looking forward to it, man. We're talking about UFC Vegas 40. So we'll break down that card tomorrow. Eleven fights, guys. We'll be breaking down 4 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, and we'll also go over the Contender Series card uh, at that time. And we'll probably touch on Bellator quickly as well um, tomorrow, because there is that uh, the the, um, the light heavyweight finals this weekend. I I, I hate that it's on, both on Saturday, by the way. Both the cards are Saturday. UFC and Bellator. I don't know why that's the case. It kind of hurts the fans. Marcel, give me your thoughts uh, on – or sorry, just tell your stuff and we'll get out of here. That's pretty much it. Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram, MMADNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. There you go. You guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamartin, podcast, MMAoddsbreaker.com, podcast on our, our YouTube channel, obviously, iTunes, Spotify, all those places you find your podcast. Appreciate all the listeners, the live show, the replay, uh, the, the, uh, the audio-only podcast. Appreciate you guys that do listen. Um, I'll be back with Marcel tomorrow, like I said, 4 p.m. Eastern. We'll break down that card. Uh, in the meantime, I got uh, some articles up at mmaoddsbreaker.com, bjpen.com, mymenus.com, Lead Fantasy, Lead Sports Betting. I'm also with the, the All-Star now, which is a, a newer uh, platform, which is cool. So those guys are really awesome. Uh, and also uh, bookies.com. So that's it. Hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.